Hello everyone, my name is Arthur and I play Leaf in this wonderful podcast. I just want to come on here and talk about Danielle Cost. Danielle Cost is an indie author who's been in the online writing space since 2008. With two independently published novels already available, Pulse and What the Flower Says of Death, Danielle is now sharing her writing online for free through various platforms and is looking for readers and fellow writers to join along for the ride. If you like the character-driven narratives, a bit of purple prose, and are intrigued with the dangerous and paranormal, Danielle's work will be right up your alley. If you're a monster lover, some human and some definitely not, then look no further. Danielle is most active on Twitter at Danielle Cost. I'll spell that out for you. D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-K-O-S-T-E. And all the relevant links can be found through her link tree, which is link tree slash Danielle Cost. Consider supporting by following or subscribing on social media or to her Patreon, buying any of her novels, or reading some of her extended catalog of free content online. Welcome back to another episode of DreadPod, uh, the He Who Waits campaign. I'm Ame Orion, your dungeon master, and my fun fact is uh, I am the dad who didn't want the cat, but now has the cat and he's sitting guarding over my dice. That's my little Apollo. <laughs> I am Austin. I play Tab. And Tab's fun fact this week is that Tab is allergic to shellfish. That's unfortunate. Uh, she loves fish, but something about those shells. <laughs> well, hi, my name is Arthur. I play Leaf, and Leaf's fun fact is he used to have a dog, and then it ran away. Wait a second. Hold on. Point of order thing. In your fears that you sent me, Leaf is afraid of dogs. Well, that's why he's scared, because the dog attacked him and ran away. Oh, okay. Okay. It was a, a child dog attack. Yeah. So that He was a terrible dog owner. Yeah, the dog just attacked him and ran away. So now he's just, like, afraid that there's a dog hunting him. <laughs> what do dogs eat? Jewels? <laughs> that's why he wears the jewels it's like armor it's like the romanovs oh my god we're not getting into another uh art sympathizes with the monarchy <laughs> scratch what are you up to what is your fun fact howdy i'm ryan uh and scratch's fun fact is sometimes he climbs up in trees and jumps off of them and pretends like he could fly for just a second <laughs> So <laughs> Get this dragonborn some wings. Uh, he would love them. Dragonborn should have wings. They should be. They should. I mean, like, I feel so disconnected from my heritage. <laughs> but no, a May won't let me play an Aarakocra. No perma flying. <laughs> okay. Um, last we met, our brave adventurers delved back into the cave system underneath the abandoned well. Uh, they met Durgan the Disgraced, a bugbear, former goblin chieftain, cast us away from his homelands, home base, I suppose. <laughs> I do want to say, I'm sure there's people out there wondering why Durgan talks like that, and I just want to say, uh, even Koshmari has a north. So. <laughs> that... <clears throat> you know, lots of places have a north, even Koshmari does. 
Another real point, another real thing I wanted to mention uh, before we jump back into playing is I uh, wanted to give a shout out to the artist who drew our big evil guy. He is the icon that plays on these episodes, the creepy thing there. Uh, that's my friend Bronson. You can find him on Instagram at Bronson period of period God period. Uh, definitely check him out for any custom creations you may need for your own D&D campaigns because his art style is so macabre and so creepy that it just makes perfect sense to get a big bad commission by Bronson. So check him out. And with that being said, let's get into it. Y'all ready? Let's go. Okay. So we dive back in as you are in this inner sanctum, this chamber. Uh, Durgan has just pointed out that the door, none of the doors are opening. And there are four of them. And all of them seem to be sealed shut, his key not working and you all are left to your own devices sealed in this chamber, what do you do? Okay, so the doors are locked. Does anybody have a crowbar? Um, I think that I, I don't have a crowbar, but I think that I could try to jimmy the door. Uh, give me one moment. Um, point of order, I forgot. Does it have a little lock on it, or is it just sealed? Um, it has a lock that responds to Durgan's key, but now it seems to be sealed in some way. Well, let's see. Okay, is there any way that I can use my thieves tools on it? You don't see a locking mechanism okay. on this side. All right, I think that that was my question at the end of the day that I discovered. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so Leaf is going to walk over, see that there's no key, and be like, well... Um, yeah, that's a little out of my area of expertise. What about you, big guy? And he's going to punch Scratch lightly on the shoulder and be like, do you think you can run at that? Open it? Uh, I can try, yeah. Uh, I, Scratch puffs up his chest a little bit, uh, and like runs his shoulder at the door. Um, give me a strength check. Uh, that's a 15. It, as you run towards this door, you feel no give in it at all. It even kind of hurts your shoulder. Um, the way it has been sealed, it doesn't feel like brute strength is going to do anything. It doesn't budge. But you run at it and land with a hard thud. The door does not move. Um, I'm going to take some of my holy cream and try drawing an M on it and see if that gets rid of some kind of evil. The door is creamy. <laughs> but unmoving. <laughs> that's, you know, that's a little disgusting. Oh, that texture, the white up on that door right there. Then don't look at it. I'm trying. It's, you know, you're, there are some things that maybe if I didn't look at, I would enjoy my life more. <laughs> Can I uh, possibly make a perception check to see if there is any other like passageways or anything that we could try to fit through this would be an investigation check um mm -hmm. but yes you may uh you all may uh durgan who's been kind of quiet and contemplative this whole time is like uh guys uh i didn't eat today i'm getting real hungry down here uh i got an 18 investigation 
I okay. also got an 18. I got a five. <laughs> As Durgan says that he hasn't eaten today, Leaf is automatically cons- consumed with worries of cannibalism and therefore <laughs> no longer investigating. Uh, <laughs> but Leaf and Tab, what you notice, the only other thing in this chamber is the pool of water, the inner well, sort of, so to speak, uh, that Tab purified when you saw the evil being that flew out of it. That's the only other thing of note in this room other than the blood-soaked altar. Perhaps if we can move the altar, there might be something underneath there. All right, this looks like a job for Big Brawn. <laughs> yes, you, you are correct. I will take care of it. <laughs> Do you all think that he could fit us in his mouth? Have you ever thought about being eaten alive before? Leaf, if anyone is going to eat you alive, I call dibs. What? <laughs> what do you eat, Durgan? You're down here in this cave quite a bit. Oh, uh, you know, I, back with the tribe, the, we ate a lot of red meat, and now I really don't have a taste for it. I prefer vegetables. Mushrooms are my favorite thing. Ton of them grow outside the cave system. I, I make a real good risotto. Don't don't worry. I'm not I'm not gonna eat you guys. I uh, like I said, I lost my tape for red meat. I pull out a, a ration from my bag and give it to him. Ah, oh, Jesus! Uh, thanks, thanks, Scratch. I haven't seen one of these in a long time. Uh, thanks, man. And he like pats you on the shoulder and starts. Nom 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 and on that lombus bread or whatever it is. I it's never explained to me what D and D rations are, but I just I'm imagine it's like MRA. MRE. MRE. Yeah. Well my brain wanted to say MRI, which is more incorrect <laughs> than MRI. So So this room has been illuminated by torches this whole time, and you know, they dimmed and brightened when the creature was present. They're f- lit normally now. Tab, what are you doing with that blood sulk? soaked altar i'm going to attempt to push it to see if maybe there is a hidden passage underneath it all right um it moves pretty easily but when you touch the altar your hands still covered in your uh holy cream of garfield jesus fuck i hate this (laughs) um give me a con save if you're not making your dm uncomfortable what are you doing (laughs) Um, that is a 17 con save. Your hands burn for a minute when you touch it, but you shake the holy, your holy cream off of your hands, touch the altar again, and you seem fine, and you're able to move it away. There are small carvings on the wall beyond. You see, it looks like a long-haired child clutching a token of some sort, a teddy bear perhaps, and above her, a creature that looks much like the creature you have seen but with wings spanned uh, spread out wings spread out um, above the child Is it the girl that I saw in my horrifying, horrifying visions? Hard to say Um, Looks like it could be, yeah Hard to say for sure, because this is just a crude ca- crude scratching on the wall. But it, the child depicted does have long hair, just as you saw. 
Can I do a religion check to see if I recognize these drawings or the creature in them? Mm -hmm. From anything that I learned in the past. That is a six. This is completely foreign to you. It looks unfamiliar in every way. Uh, Perhaps if you didn't know any better, you'd say just a child themselves scratched it into the wall. There were children down here. Possibly. But we knew that. Do you think he's sacrificing the children? Um, how old does the blood on the altar look? Give me a medicine check. Uh, that is a 21. Uh, this is old, old blood. Been there a while. The blood is too old for any recent sacrifices. Well, that's good to know, at least. Perhaps he was looking for the child in this carving? Does this look like any of the children that we saved to you guys? Oh, you wouldn't know, Scratch. Leaf, Derrigan, does this look like any of the childs that were down here? No, I mean, they all had kind of shorter hair than that. That's doesn't look familiar to me. Um, let me get a better look at that. And Durgan reaches out a hand, and as he does, he brushes the carvings, and they begin to glow, and he pulls his hand back, and he's like, whoa, something's going on there. Mm. I'll place my hand on the carving and see what happens. What part of the carving? Um, I will place my hand on the the teddy bear or whatever the child is holding. Um, give me a wisdom saving throw, but you have advantage. You have walked into the wrong neighborhood. Oh, we got a high whiz score over here? <laughs> uh, it's a 23, 19 plus 4. All right. For a moment, you feel something trying to pierce into your psyche, something trying to call forth memory, but you shake it off. And the teddy bear that the child in this carving is holding begins to glow with white, holy light. And as the carving illuminates, it starts to spread to the winged creature, and the light changes. It's no longer white and holy, it's corrupted and dark. And I need everyone to give me another wisdom saving throw. You do have advantage as a blessing of the hero's feast water that you drink. Thank God we got advantage. Durgan got a natch one. <laughs> I got a 22. I got a 10. 18 for me. 18? Okay. Leaf and Durgan, you have failed this saving throw. The two that passed, Scratch and Tab, I need you to give me a con save now. Uh, 17. Uh, Do we get advantage again? No. Okay, 19. Okay. This all happens simultaneously. I'm about to explain a lot of things. As the carving of this winged unholy creature begins to glow black and cackle with that black purple energy. You hear it behind you, a rift opening in space and time, just as it did before when the creature told Tab's, I, Tab, I know you, and disappeared. It's opening. You turn to face it. Leaf, what you see is a pack of mongrel dogs bounding through that rift and headed straight to your face. 
Durgan, he sees, well, you can't tell what he sees, but he's equally horrified of what lies in front of him, nearly paralyzed by fear. Tab and Scratch, you see this for what it really is. The rift has opened and the creature is back. He's flying up far into the ceiling. He's probably about 40 feet over the ground. And you can see him, he has his hands stretched open and his the hollows where his eyes should be are glowing uh, a dim purple. As he's doing some sort of incantation that seems to be having an effect on Durgan and Leaf. I need everyone to roll initiative, but Durgan and Leaf will be out of the first round. Who got a 20 or above? Me. What'd you get? 21. Okay. Uh, Leaf got a 16 for when he can do it. Tab, what'd you get? Nine. The creature flying about 30 feet above you now over the rift, uh, still doing his incantation, calling forth nightmarish things. Um, I need both Tab and Scratch to repeat their wisdom save throw with advantage. 13. 23. Though you saw it for what it truly was a moment before, as this creature whispering his incantation continues to probe deeper and deeper into your psyche, you are no longer in the room you were in moments ago. You are standing above a cliff, looking down hundreds and hundreds of feet. You turn away from the cliff to see a crowd of faceless strangers standing behind you, hustling and bustling as if it's a busy shop market pushing you closer and closer to the edge. Tab, you remain resolved, but you can tell that your friend has succumbed to this fear, this illusion, leaving you alone with the creature. What do you do, Tab? So he's 30 feet up? And all your friends are horrified of things that you can't see. Certainly much I can do, except is he near the wall? Uh, no, he's in the center of this chamber. Oh my damn, my one trick was to climb the wall and try to stab him. I guess I'm going to try to shake, I'm going to try to shake, uh, Leaf out of it. What do you do? You slap him in the face a little bit, or you just shake him? Um, I take some holy cream and draw an M on his forehead to give him protection. <laughs> okay, okay. Leaf, you are seconds away from being mauled by a pack of hungry dogs. And then you feel it, cold cream <laughs> on your forehead. And for a moment, those dogs disappear and there's holy white light and a red glowing lasagna in front of you. <laughs> the symbol of Garfield in your mind shakes you free of this illusion. You are back in the room with your friends. There are no more dogs. There is the creature and Tab drawing an M on your forehead. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. 
Well, you're about to see worse if you can't take care of this thing. What about Scratch? Are you going to do the same thing to him as well? When I have the time. Meanwhile, I'm in the corner screaming. <laughs> you see Durgan now. He repeats. He tries to shake himself out of it. And he gets a natural one. So looking at Durgan, you see him. He's batting things off of him left and right, but you don't see what he's reacting to. And he's like, ah, I'm not going to die like this. I'm not going to die down here. And we move back to the top of the initiative. The creature now, realizing more and more slipping from his illusion, turns his eyes towards Tab. Oh, it's great to be public enemy number one. A real Tony Soprano moment. <laughs> <laughs> he casts his sightless, eyeless gaze towards you, Tab. I need another wisdom saving throw. You still have advantage. Uh, that's a 19. It fails. Tab. Suddenly, the rift that the creature came through, water, rushing water, like Niagara Falls. Wait, a 19 failed? Yes. What the fuck? I'm so sorry, Tab. <laughs> it failed by one. Rushing water. The room is filling, as far as you know with water. Wait, is this not the frightened condition? Not necessarily. Okay, because we are immune to being frightened. Yeah, you don't have to run away from the creature. You just don't see the creature anymore. You see the okay. chamber filling with water. Oh god, not this. Anything but this. I started saying a prayer to Garfield. <laughs> Scratch, I need you to repeat your wisdom saving throw with advantage. <sighs> That's a 13 again. Oh boy. Now back into your fear, your nightmare that this creature is calling forth. The crowd of people getting closer and closer, seemingly taking no notice of you in your distress. The cliffside, hundreds of feet down, mere centimeters away from your left foot. You take a step back to get away from the crowd. And now you are in free fall. Hundreds of feet. Leaf, now shaken from your illusion, it is your turn. Um, fuck. I'm, I'm just gonna throw a dagger at him, boys. Alright, launch that dagger. Alright, I'm gonna do the dual weapon. Do, do, do. Does a, does a 22 hit? Oh yeah, oh for All sure. Right. I'm going to put sneak attack on this one, if that is okay. Of course. You got an ally within five feet. That's um, a, a three plus four. Wait, no, no, no. Three plus one, that's four. It's a four. <laughs> Your dagger sinks into the creature for a moment. You hear it. You see it turn its gaze towards you. You've definitely done some damage, but the dagger falls to the ground. Your second attack? Throwing that dagger again, boys. Let's see. Does a 10 hit? I'm afraid not. No. Your dagger sails through the air and sinks into the wall behind. This is not good. Tab, you may repeat your saving throw. Still with advantage? 
still with advantage. And breaking the illusion is less of a DC than falling for it. Sixteen. The water rushing through the room, filled now almost to your neck. You're drenched, your fur soaked. You reach down deep within yourself, and you tell yourself the simple message. It's not real. Then you open your eyes. There is no water in the chamber. Your friends are here, and the creature looming above you. You may take a bonus action. I may take a bonus action? Is it a bonus action to try to snap someone out of it? Mm, that if Speech is a free action, and I will let you try to draw an M on somebody. Yeah. Okay, I will draw an M on Scratch. Thank you. Um, scratch. Now, in this free fall, you see it. Your savior. A floating piece of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're pondering how absurd this is that you're going to land in a floating piece of lasagna the illusion breaks Garfield saves again you are now unaffected by the illusory nightmare Durgan still swiping things off left and right fighting an invisible enemy becoming more and more frantic by the moment this creature, realizing this is not going to plan, will now pull his hands together, almost clasped in prayer. And as there was one creature standing before you, his form starts to shift and split. And now there are two more of the creature floating beside him. He has just cast mirror image for those of you listening at home. But now you see two additional creatures that look exactly the same, losing sight of the original. Scratch, it is your turn. You have three of these creatures ahead of you. Okay, I'm going to pull out my longbow and take aim at the leftmost image. Okay. Uh, that is a six. <laughs> that does not hit. Yeah, figured. Um, and I'm assuming that I have lost concentration on uh, the last Hunter's Mark, so I believe I'm going to cast it again. All right. Uh, you have to have hit the cr creature already, because you did last turn, so that works. I mean, last time he was here, so... Uh, uh, no, not for Hunter's Mark. I could choose a creature that I see within range. Ah, how would that work with a duplicate there? Hmm, interessante. All right, the way I'm going to rule it is your hunter's mark is for this being. It doesn't matter which being that is, since they are kind of one in the same. All of them are the same thing, basically. So mm -hmm. you will get the, the extra die attack if you manage to hit the original. So, we okay. still have to. Every time you guys roll to attack, I roll a d20. The answer of the d20 determines whether you hit a duplicate or an original. And once I tell you that you've hit the original, then you'll get your hunter's mark additional damage. Okay, perfect. Cool. Leaf, your turn. Alrighty. Um, 
So I'm going to go ahead and use my bonus action to summit. Okay, quick, another point of order question. Can I, I, I wouldn't be able to use dual weapon fighting if I use my bonus action to summon them, right? No. Right. Correct. Okay. Um, bup, 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 bup. all right, I'm just going to not use that then. Um, I'm going to take out my short bow, um, so I don't have to go and get the daggers. Let's see. Oh, that's off the, off the table. So sorry. So sorry, everyone. Uh, that is a 9, 10, 11, 12. That's a 13. 13 does not hit. Ah. Uh, um... I think that's my turn, right? Well, use your bonus action oh, to go yeah. ahead and get your... Oh, my dagger, yeah. right. Sorry. Uh, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and use the bonus action, uh, and since my cloak of daggers is attuned, and put two daggers in my hands. You extend your hands outward. <sighs> two silver daggers summoned. Durgan still fighting off an imaginary... Oh, sorry. Nope. Tab. Durgan is still fighting off imaginary enemies. Tab's turn. Okay, so drawing an M is a bonus action. Sure. So I'm going to use my full action, I'm going to use my regular action to use a divine sense to try to figure out which one of the things is real, because I'm assuming he would have more evil energy going off of him. Hmm. Interessante. Okay. Your action to use your divine sense. Tab's eyes glow white. And tab the rightmost one. Seems to be more evil than the two duplicates. Aim for the right, and then I run over and I draw an M on Durgan's forehead. Okay. Oh, Jesus! Was that lasagna? Oh, God, the thing's back. Uh, okay, uh, I know what to do. It came to me in a dream. And Durgan... Uh, is going to... You said it's the right one? It's the right one. Okay. I hope you're right. And he touches his staff to his forehead and then points it towards the right one. And a beam of pale light shimmers onto the right one. Con save? Okay. 2d10. Beautiful. This moonbeam emanating from Durgan's staff, piercing through the creature, causing a little bit of light damage. Ooh, good roll, Durgan. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. You hear the creature searing and reacting, recoiling in pain. It's going to take one of its actions to meld the images together and then separate them apart again. You have lost sight of which is the original as we go into Scratch's turn. Your well, divine sense is still not up. my next turn, so I can still sense which is the real one. On your turn. Well, I'm saying until my next turn, I can sense good and evil and tell. Yeah, but I'm not going to let you take the free action of continuing to talk. I won't talk, but I do know, right? You will, yeah, when it's your turn, you'll okay. know. Okay, cool. As long as we have that settled out. Scratch. Okay, so there's still three figures? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll aim at the center one with my longbow again. Okay. Go ahead and roll to hit. 
Uh, that's a 20 to hit. Natch? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. It's ass to ass. Gotta get that one. Uh, that's a six damage. As your arrow sinks into the creature, an otherworldly scream, and then it's gone in a puff of smoke. You did hit a duplicate, but you took it out completely. Now there are two of the creature. Leaf? I'm going to... So I still have the daggers, so I'm going to use... I'm going to go for the one on the left. All right. Let's see. That's a uh, first weapon. That's a nat 20 to hit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, love it. <laughs> so that is... I'm going to go ahead and take sneak attack on this one. Yep. Um, that is a, a six... That's a seven damage. Did you double your sneak attack dice? Oh, you don't yeah. double sneak attack die. You double the original die. Oh. Sneak attack die on the oh, okay. Double your sneak attack dice. Yeah. Roll all your dice one more time and add it together. That's a 11 damage. Plus the original, right? Yeah. That's all it together. Okay. Cool. Yes. Okay. The form does not dissipate. It seems you have struck the correct duplicate. I mean, the original, not the duplicate. Again, your arrow sinks in for a moment. The creature screams, and then your arrow clamors to the ground. Tab, what do you do? Oh, wait, no, Leaf's got another attack. You have another dagger. Oh, my God. Yes, I do. Let's see. It does a uh, a nine hit. <laughs> it does not. No. Tab, uh, you can you can sense that the one on the left is more evil. Your turn. I'm gonna do the only thing I can do and throw my trident. Ooh, you've never thrown it before. I'm excited. I can't use smite when I throw it. That's why I don't. Ah. Um. Does an eighteen hit? It does. Uh, that is seven damage. The creature recoils in pain, and then your di- your trident clamors to the ground instead of passing all the way through it. Durgan, let's see. He's going to take his action to move the beam of light that he has cast towards the left one. So let's see. He will do another... Constitution saving throw. He does not pass, so he will take 2d10. Ooh, max damage on the first one. Almost max damage on the next one. Nice. So, Dergs. Way to go, Durgan. The moonbeam of light piercing the creature's flesh, almost rendering it asunder. And now we move into the creature's turn. What's he gonna do? He extends a finger towards the ceiling, black, cackling energy emanating from it. And he points it towards Tab, and a beam of lightning extends from the tip of his finger. I need a dexterity saving throw from you first, Tab. That is a 20 save. 20? Okay. Let's see. You take half as much on a failed save. 
The lightning cackling towards you then begins to bend and aim for Scratch and Durgan. I need you guys to give me a dexterity save. Ooh, natch 20 for Durgan. Hell yeah. Uh, that's a uh, 14 for me. Ooh, okay. Let me do some math. You all try to dodge out of the way of this cackling breath of lightning. And you do manage to avoid the center of the attack. But those of you who pass the save will take half as much. And unfortunately, Scratch, you did not pass the save. So let's see. I'm sorry, math is not my strong suit. When they're like, hey, divide that shit in half. What is (laughs) Division? Okay. Okay, everybody who passed the save takes eight damage, but Scratch, you'll take 16. Oh. Tab's not looking too hot. 16, you said? Yes. You unconscious? No. Okay. It's your turn, Scratch. You are now singed with lightning. Uh, I will... Take my longbow, and uh, it, we still know it's the left one, right? Is the other form still up there? The other form is still there. You think it's the left one? Yes. Okay, so I will aim it at the left one. Oof. Uh, 11 to hit. No. No. Any bonus actions you can take? Uh, not with my longbow, and I've already ran out of my spell slots. Uh oh. Okay. Leaf, your friends look battered. Oh no. I'm like, the thing about Leaf is he's like just some guy. (laughs) It's like everybody has like cure wounds and then Leaf is just this guy, you know? So like, I'm not really sure what some guy is going to do to help those people. Mm hmm. So I'm just, uh, um, all right, I'm going to take out my short bow. Okay. I'm going to start starting to maybe pray to some lasagna that saved me that (laughs) I hit this shit. (laughs) Oh, that's a a six. That doesn't hit. No, the shock of seeing your friends faltering in battle is too much for you to bear. And you can't get your aim down on the crossbow. Well, let me put two more daggers in my hands for my bonus action and uh, and just yell, sorry, guys, I'm really <laughs> trying out here. You have two daggers in your hands. Tab. Um, Tab is going to do what she thinks might be the last thing she'll ever do in her life. And she is going to cast Cure Wounds on Scratch. What does she say? What's her climactic moment? You have to take care of this beast. I am not much longer for this world. All of my energy is here for you. And what do you, how much do you heal? Eight damage. Wow. Thank you. Durgan will drop concentration on Moonbeam. Hey! No talking like that. We're all going to get out of here. And he casts Cure Wounds on you, Tab. You gain... Where are my D8s? My two pyramids, SS. 
You gain 10 hit points, Tab. Oh, damn. Is that almost max? Almost. Oh, I don't know why I was talking like that. I feel much better now. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. We're all going to get out of here, okay? The creature now growing tired of this fight will cast. Let's see. How will we heal when he's going to heal us all to full? (laughs) Yeah, that's what he's going to do. No. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's going to hit all of you. Okay. The creature (laughs) pulling himself back together in one form, dismissing the duplicate, the hollows of his eyes glowing red now, says, Sleep. And you all fall into a deep, unrestless, nightmarish sleep. Uh, I have a question. Uh Uh-huh? I can't be put to sleep. What, because you're an elf? Yeah, and I got magical sleep. Is this different? This is different. Okay. He cast the coma spell. No one said elves can't be put in comas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... No, I don't want to change mechanics. You did cast sleep and you can't be put to sleep. So everybody but Tat, but Leaf is asleep. Leaf, you are left alone with this creature. What do you do? Shit. <laughs> he turns his head towards you and cocks it to the side, wondering why you're still awake. <laughs> um, is there anything I can hide behind? Yeah, there's a bunch of pews. In the room. Okay, and because he's a wood elf, if he's like slightly whatever, you know, he can hide. Yeah, so uh-huh. He's gonna walk over to a pew while making direct eye contact with the <laughs> creature and then just drop. The creature, grabbing his robes, spins them around and disappears. No longer in the room with you. Your friends in a deep, unrestless sleep. They're making faces of displeasure as they sleep. And this is a lot for some guy. <laughs> Poor Leaf. Um, alright, so I think I'm gonna go up to Tab first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to shake Tab awake. Um, Tab, give me... Oh, oh, oh no, yeah, you should be able to just wake her up, I think. Uh, I'm sorry, no. Uh, no, wait, yeah. I'm sorry, you can shake or slap the sleeper awake. So you shake Tab awake. Tab, you're conscious. Good morning. What's happened? Uh, well, you see, I have elven blood, so I can't be put to sleep. Uh, but you are all just put to sleep, and I woke you up first. Okay, I'll get Durgan, you get... The tall one. All right, I will. Um, and then Leaf is going to go and, like, just punch Scratch. I'm going to shake Durgan awake, and while I'm doing it, I'm going to go ahead and give him my last four health of Lay on Hands. Ugh. What? Where's the thing? Where, where'd it go? I have no idea. I was asleep. Um, the only one who saw what happened was the small, annoying one, Leaf. That's no way to talk about your friends, Tab. Leaf, where'd he go? Um, well, this, uh, so Leaf has just punched Scratch. Um, well, 
Huh, I'm not really sure. He didn't really do anything. He just kind of gathered himself up and disappeared. Yeah, well, uh, check the doors. Are we, are we, can we get out of here now? Um, Leaf is gonna go up and try to push on the door. It opens. Oh, well, um, I suppose we can all just leave now, yes? We have to go check on the children. Immediately. As you all walk out of the cave, all except Leaf, the visions that you saw in your unrestless sleep plague your mind. The creature, with his unhinged, broken, hollow jaw and hollow eyes, and then a vision of a long-haired child, and then visions of heavenly celestial bodies, and visions again of the creature, but in a different, more terrifying form, plague your mind. But you walk through the cave system, quietly, pensively, and then you get to the chamber with the crystalline archway and the purified blue water. And that's when Durgan speaks up first. He's like, hey, uh, y'all see anything weird while you were sleeping? Because I, I can't get it out of my head, you know? I saw the same things I saw when I touched that altar. I, I think whatever we were dealing with was more than just your everyday evil. I think it was something sinister. Yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, I'm sure you guys got uh, children to save, heroes to be, babies to kiss, and all that. Uh, you know, you deserve some of that wonder for saving those kids. So, go on, get back to town. I'll, uh, I'll stay here in my cave, and now that that thing's gone, hopefully it ain't coming back. I'll, I can really turn this place into a home, like I've been meaning to. We'll, we'll visit when we can. We might need your expertise and assistance again. Who knows? Stay safe in there. Of course. You got a friend in Durgan. Come back sometime. I'm really gonna I'm gonna make this place awesome. My own little man cave. By the way, uh Scratch, right? Yes. You give those old buddies of mine hell. You hear me? It is my life mission. That's good. That's good. All right, get on out of here, you mooks. And he rustles Leaf's hair. Oh, <laughs> I'm not that short. Oh, now it has a grime in it. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs. The walk back to town. It's the wee hours of the morning now. Uh, you make it through the East End. People are setting up shop and you see you know, families of the lost children gathering around them, brushing the dirt off their cheek, happy that they're home. And some of them thank you as you walk by. You make your way into Everspring proper, and there is riches beyond wonders laid out on tables, armaments, fine weapons, spell components, and a big sign that says, Welcome the Heroes of Everspring. Faces Far Watcher standing below it with her arms crossed and a big smile as she lays eyes on you. Well done. You've brought my daughter home. I. I got the whole town together and we're here to tell you thank you. 
please help yourselves to any of the things you see on these tables. And I've also got uh, the reward I promised you waiting for you back at Far Watcher Manor. It's quite early. No one's really gotten together yet. We put this all up last night. Um, we're just really grateful. All of us. The whole town. We're happy to have been of assistance. Um, I have a favor to ask. Of course, ask it. There is a friend of ours living in a cave attached to the old well. I don't want him bothered. I want his peace. All I ask is a weekly shipment of food to him for the foreseeable future. It doesn't have to be much. He does not eat meat. He just wants vegetables and mushrooms. I just want him eating better. Oh, uh, did, did this friend help you? Down there. He is possibly the only reason we are still alive. Well, a friend of yours is a friend of mine. I'll see to it. I'll make sure he gets weekly deliveries. Um, I'll put them by the well. I... He's living down there. He has a wonderful setup, other than that foul creature that had made his own home. But we've cased him out, and now our friend gets to live in peace. I just want him more comfortable. Well, Sella is sleeping, but she did say there was something awful down there. And you've, you've rid it, you've chased it off, you said, but it did not die. I think it died years ago, and it is simply haunting the earth. Look, faces, I, I mean, look at me, I'm forgetting my, my names here. In Aurora, he's going to want to talk to you. She's, she's going to want to know what happened to these kids. Are they... The other children, are they all right? The East End children? They're all safe. Well, I have arranged it so that the five of the five of you, um, well, just three of you now, but um, perhaps your friend in the cave, any other travelers you meet along the way, Bengrin himself, they're always welcome in Everspring. I have paid for the three of you, at least, to have stable lodging at the inn. My kin, Fenrin, will offer you discounts at the wild, at Wildshine's Goods. Barnabas, the stable master, will offer you discounted passage on his carriage. And I'm not sure from where each of you hail, but I have made it so that you will always have a home here in Everspring. Come when you are weary from travel. You all are heroes here. And. And like I said, stop by Far Watcher Manor before you leave town. I've got uh, quite a bit of coin to pay you for your heroism and bringing my daughter home. We will, but first, I think, I don't know about the two of you, but I need some rest. I thank you for everything. I also would love some rest. I'm very weary. I need to wash this grime out of my hair. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, and Scratch heads over to the table that's full of gold and starts shoving as many handfuls as he can down his pockets. Oh, it's not gold, it's armaments and oh, spell okay. components, but oh. there are, um, you know, there's a, a fine plus one crossbow on the table, also a plus one axe, and um, there is also a peculiar-looking set of armor. Hmm. What kind of armor? Heavy or light? Heavy. Do you happen to know what this armor is? 
no, that's from the armory. Kiara set that out for you. I'm sure she'd love to see the heroes too. The heroes of Everspring, all of you. Um, if you have any questions about these armaments, just pop on into the armory and speak with her. Perhaps I'll do that before resting, and I will, I will take this heavy armor. All right. Um, what else is on the table? Um, a plus one crossbow, a mm. plus one bow, and a plus one axe. I will check out the crossbow. Oh. Uh, I would do the plus one bow. Yep, these are just beefy, beefy bows. They consider, they're also considered magical uh, for attack purposes. Say you get a creature that can't be harmed except for by magical items. This will count as a magical item. Uh, you should be able to add them to your inventory right on D&D Beyond. Just search plus one and see what happens. Um, I will go ahead and make my way over to the armory to go ask about the armor. Okay. Tab, as you walk to the armory, the door appears locked. But you can knock if you'd like. Uh, I knock. It takes a moment. But then a tiefling, bright purple in color with magnificent horns that extend, ram horns, basically. They extend from her forehead and curl around her ears. And she's got long, bright purple hair and a big, toothy grin. She's wearing a robe. You seem to have woken her up from a slumber, and she's wiping the sleep from her eyes as she opens the door, and she's like, Oh, oh hey! You guys must be the, uh, the heroes of Everspring, huh? How do you like that armor? Uh, I was actually coming to ask, but I'm sorry if I woke you. I know it's quite early. I was just behind... I, I just need to know what, what is up with this. I was drawn to it. Right, right. Um, well, that right there, a little design of my own. It's called warding arm. Uh, right now, uh, when you wear it, it's going to reduce any uh, non-magical attacks damage by one. Might save your life. I, I would say it would. This is the warding armor brought to you by Griffin Saddlebag. Again, another uh, super great resource for DMs. I absolutely recommend it. I'm dropping it in chat now. You have the uncommon version tab. Perfect. No attunement. Just will do reduce all non-magical bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage by one. And it's heavy armor for your purposes. Perfect. So I keep my same AC? Uh, yeah, it doesn't change AC. You know, more than... It, it, heavy armor does change your AC, so this does change your AC, not more than you already had it with the previous armor. Yeah. Yeah, it just... It might save your life, you know. Um, it uh, wards off... It's really good armor, is what I'm trying to say. My, I say it's a creation of my own, but actually my smithy back there, Frag, he... Uh, he imbued some of his tender love and care into it. It was made with love. Um, I also have other armaments that may intrigue you and your friends like to come take a look. I just, I gave what I figured could uh, suit you best for free, but there is a profit to be made and I've got a short store to run, but if you'd give me a moment to get things set up, I could possibly uh, show you some of my 
favorite creations? Of course. Let us go rest, and we'll be back in a few hours. Great. I've got a uh, shop to open up, but hey, really amazing work that you guys did. And thanks for bringing little Sella home. This place would be so dull without her. We only did what we had to do. Can Leaf bedazzle his crossbow? Yeah, sure. You can take some of the jewels that you had left over from your travels and bedazzle the fuck out of it as you're walking. Hell yeah. Uh, Scratch, are you with me? Uh, yeah. Got nothing else to do. So, do you think this looks good or is it just a little too much? Too gaudy? Too lapis lazuli? Or what are you thinking? Uh, I think it needs more. Oh, I don't... I'm supposed to put more in this? It's already kind of heavy. Mm, well, it was a light bow to begin with. Right, but with my line of work, light does not mean blight. Yeah, we need to find some form of, I, I don't know, diamond-infused paint to put on it. That's... I, I like how you talk. I like how you talk, Scratch. Now I... When I'm going to go to bed. Yes. If you come across that paint, let me know. If I don't see you again because you're off slaying of your racially, you know, motivated cr activities. It's, it's less racially motivated and more protecting the forest. So, so you're like a, a forest cop. Yeah, it just so happens that all of them have to happen to be. Oh, see, see that's the part scratch. That's the part where people lose you. I didn't kill the bugbear. I, and in fact, I befriended me. him. Well, then you can't say you're only after goblins and orcs. You're after those that perpetrate the forest. Which happens to be goblins and orcs. <sighs> Good night, Scratch. If I do not see you, huzzah. <laughs> As you all make your way into the inn where Phasus has set up permanent lodging for you, a tall dwarven, uh, tall for a dwarf, shorter than you, with black hair, uh, greets you, and he says, Hey, heard you guys are the heroes of Everspring. I've got just the perfect thing for you. Come, come down here. Come into the basement with me. It's where I've set up your, your lodging. Face has arranged it. She's going to be footing the bill for taking up three of my chambers down here and well, I've got something that's just going to knock your socks off. Okay. Uh, all right. Show us. Yeah, come on. And he opens up the cellar doors in the behind the bar of the inn, and he starts walking down the steps, and he's as his voice is trailing off, he's like, y'all aren't going to believe this, this thing. It's been in my family for generations. <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out. What is it? As you walk down the stairs, he kind of has his arms out and as if playing something, and all you see is an old chest. Oh, a chest? That's a very nice chest you have. It's, it's, it's very nice, yes. Oh, I, I know it don't look like much, but just watch. Uh, come open it. Just one of you, come over here and open it. I'll let you open it up. Leaf and Tab try to go for it at the same time. Tab may He, before you can open it, he puts his hand on it and he says, think real hard of something that might help you. 
be a better hero and nothing too crazy. I, I don't think it can do crazy magic, but I've known it to produce, uh, you know, low, lower class magic items for people who have just done heroic deeds. Just think real hard of something that might help. you. Okay, I open the chest. There's a blast of gold light. And then when the light dissipates, sitting in the bottom of the chest, there is a golden ruby-encrusted lasagna. And now you have a guardian emblem. Perfect. Now I forget. Do I have to attune to that? You do. Okay. What's Tab's reaction to seeing this emblem? Oh, it's not on fucking D&D Beyond. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) That's Tab's reaction? Ah, fuck. (laughs) Sorry, I was just trying to add it to my fucking... God, I'm going to have to go make a custom item. Oh, because I haven't fucking bought Tasha's Cauldron on here. You fucking kidding me. Um, I was like, why? How does the chest know? Adrian kind of smiles and he's like, eh, it just, uh, it, it helps out people that do good deeds. It's, I've taken to calling it the chest of need. It doesn't always work, but if you've done something real heroic recently, it kind of feeds off that energy. You guys want to take a shot? And he looks at Scratch and Leaf. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, why not? Uh, Leaf is gonna go and look in the chest. You gotta shut it first, and he shuts it, and oh. he's like, "Okay, <laughs> now think, think real hard of the item that's gonna help you." Oh. Go ahead and open it now. Alrighty. Uh, he opens the chest, and a blast of green light shimmers out, and then you see a pair of dainty little boots, perfect mm-hmm. for your feet. And you now have boots of false tracks. Oh, these are perfect. I was just telling one of my girlfriends the other day that I would love a pair of these. This is perfect, perfect. And he's going to move away and start putting them on. What about you, friend? Uh, yes, of course. And I learned from Leaf's mistake and closed the chest <laughs> first. Yeah. You're a pro. All right. <laughs> give, it a, give it an open. See what you get. Okay, I lift up in the the chest. Inside, you see a pair of goggles. These are goggles of night. Oh, thank God I won't just be following these people around in the dark anymore. Oh yeah, those are pretty neat. Like I said, these are just little trinkets, not much. The chest, you know, it feeds off heroism, and I don't think you can really pull out anything amazing or Wonderful, but hopefully these will help you. Now, your ta- your chambers are down there, uh, and he points, there's three doors. And in the common area, there is a big table with three flag- two flagons of ale and one saucer of cream. He says, I did a little research. I poked around. My cousin at the East End figured out what y'all like to drink. There's some ciders over there and a saucer of cream for you, Tab. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll get out of your hair, but, you know, everybody knows you're staying here, so people might come poking around after you get some sleep, you know? I know 
I know the, the captain of the guard's real anxious to talk to you, and so is that that little kid. But get some rest. I'll I'll hold them off for at least eight hours for you. Thank you Perfect. so much for your hospitality. I will down my saucer of cream and then go bathe myself and go to bed. I do you bathe yourself like a cat? Yes. Oh. I do it in my room where no one can see me. Oh, okay, good, good, good. I'm I'm going to um I'm going to go down um down a cider and then I'm going to rub my little eyes and then I'm gonna just yawn really big and then go to bed. <laughs> I uh I just sip on my drink and I probably stay down there for another hour just like enjoying the silence going okay. to bed. All right. You all slip into an uneasy sleep. You begin to drift. And after about an hour of sleep, three of you awaken, drenched in sweat. You look around you. You are not in your rooms. It seems to be a cellar of some kind. It's dim. But you can see that there is a staircase on the far side of the room. Three of you are in there together. What happened? Where are we? Uh, please tell me this is just another nightmare. Please tell me that I am fast asleep in my room and I am not about to fight another demon. Well, the only thing we can do is find out. I'm going up the stairs. And I okay. head up the stairs. Let me see. As you... Move towards the stairs. Does a 17 hit? Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. 17 plus 4. Does that hit? Oh, that hits. Yeah. Okay. Are you wearing your new armor? Yes, I am. Oh, no. That's the wrong die. This is the right die. 8 damage. You can neglect one of it. I take 7 total. Yes, as a constrictor snake emerges from the bottom of the stairwell and bites into your ankle. Oh, fuck. Cab. I stab down at the constrictor with my trident out of reflex. Okay, go to roll to hit. Uh, does an 18 hit? Yes. Five damage. The snake hisses and slinks back into its hiding holes under the stairs. Well, I suppose we shouldn't leave, but why are we down here? It's just a snake. They exist in cellars everywhere. I say we continue That's... up the stairs. That was the most painful snake bite I've ever had. There's something wrong here. What kind of cellars are you hanging out in? <sighs> they have cellars in the forest? I just hear things, okay? There's snakes, there's cellars. They like dark places. It just makes sense. Well, we have to get out of here and figure out what's going on. Um, I was just going to say, are you walking up the stairs? I do, yes. As you emerge from this basement dwelling, you find yourself in a simple house. There's a pleasant smell in the air. Food has been left on the table, as if someone left in a hurry just moments ago. Ahead of you, there's a door that leads outside. Are y'all coming up the stairs with me? 
Yeah, we come. I come up at least. Yeah, I'll come up as well. You all see the same thing. Where are we? Um, I open the door to, to peek outside and see if I recognize my surroundings. You hear distant screams. You recognize the surroundings to be the settlement of Ravenkeep. Your travels have brought you here once before. Why are we in Ravenkeep? I've never been to Ravenkeep. I'm not even sure. About 20 feet ahead of you, four people are running toward you quickly and frantically. As they approach the three of you, you cannot make out their faces blurry. And then one person runs past, and Tab, you can see her face clear as day. She looks vaguely familiar in a way that you cannot place, as if it's someone you knew when you were very small. But in an instant, she's gone. More screams in the distance. The ground beneath you starts to shake. The three of you try to regain your balance, and the monstrosity causing everyone to flee makes itself into you. Impossibly large, towering over the building, buildings of Ravenkeep, a green serpent slithers towards you at an incredible speed. It rears its head back, and a spray of venom in your direction. I need everyone to make a dexterity saving. Uh, for Leaf, that is a nine. Eight. Four. Imagine you started this sequence with your full hit points. Uh, including the plus six, or is that gone now? Uh, the plus six is gone now. Okay. And each of you take... Five damage of poison. And now I need you all to roll initiative. Was it magical damage? Yes. Well, no. Said five. no it's, yeah, but it's not bludgeoning, piercing, or... It's, oh, it's okay. not magical, but it's not bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing. It's just poison. Okay. And everybody roll initiative. Tab is already not looking good. Do we have our spell slots back in shit? Yep. This is basically a clean slate. I got a four for initiative. Ooh, I got a 20. What'd you get, Tab? Um, a 13. Okay. The large snake, after shooting its venom towards you, Scratch, you trying to avoid it, getting covered in venom, rear back to make an attack. What do you do? I pull out both of my maces. Uh, and swing with him. Uh, swing at him with one first, uh, which would be a fourteen to hit. Does not hit. Okay, and then I use my bonus to attack again, uh, and does not hit. You can't make up, get it up to the creature in time. You swing a little early. Tab. Um. So I'm going to start by casting Searing Smite on myself. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to stab at it with my trident. Alrighty. That misses. It's a. It's an eight. No, you. Again, e too eager. You stab a little too early. Leaf. Um, I'm going to start with my crossbow. Okay. Does a fourteen hit? No. I'm going to try with my dagger now. I don't okay. think you can, because the crossbow's a two-handed weapon. Oh, oh yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Never mind. All right. The snake is going to rear back and bite towards you, Scratch. Oh, that's a natural 20. No. Uh, use one of my emblems charges to negate the crit. Perfect. So you it'll just roll. My ass. <laughs> <laughs> it does eight damage with its bite, piercing. That and now, real I, need, bad. now yeah. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. A uh, 13. Oh, no. Okay. Uh. You will take. All right. I'm going to describe what Tab and Leaf see. You see your friend, Tab, you using your guardian emblem to ward and protect him. But it's not enough. As the snake bites in, you see the venom pulsing through its fangs. And Scratch falls unconscious to the ground. Tab, it's your turn to retaliate. I'm going to stab. All right. Seven. You try to shove your trident into this thing, but the scale's too hardy. You cannot make contact with flesh. Leaf. All right. I'm pulling out the daggers, boys. Let's see. Does a 12 hit? It does not. Jeez, all right, come on. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that a uh, 7 doesn't hit. No, you try to stab at this snake, and again, the scales are moving too much to cut through. The snake then rears its jaws, unhinges its jaws, and rears its head toward you, Leaf. Does a 24 hit. Yeah. All right. Roll a constitution saving. Uh, that's a nine. Tab, you watch. This poison fills the veins, friend. And he falls unconscious. It is now you and the snake. What do you do? Um, I say in Celestial Garfield, please let my strike reign true. And I stab at it again. That's a 13 to hit. No. And now, the snake again unhinges its jaws, rears back to attack you. Your friends, battered and broken. They put up a good fight, but this snake, it was too much for them. And it would have been too much for anyone as it sinks its teeth into you. You feel venom coursing through your veins, shutting off your organs, one by one. You feel your soul leaving your body, and you manage to open your eyes for one last time. You see that familiar face you saw before. She is glowing in light. She is standing over fur, bathed in celestial glow, defiant, sword in hand. She's screaming. You can barely make out the Not my daughter. She thrusts her sword towards the beast just as the snake's mouth is open and about to engulf her. And then 
in a flash of bright light. The snake is gone. It's only you, Tab, and your mother. She holds your head in her lap, and you're too broken to move. Tears silently streaming down her face as she looks into your eyes, and she delicately kisses your cheek. You feel the warmth on your lips like fire on your cold body. She smiles at you and begins to fade away. You slowly feel the warmth returning to your body. The three of you awaken with a gasp back in your room, safe and sound. Do we have the benefits of a long rest, at least? Enjoying the benefits of a long rest. Thank God. Tab. You are now aware of vital information. That perhaps there's something happening in Raven And that you are blessed with a mother's love. Once a day, you may now cast a death ward upon yourself or a friend. And death ward is the next time the creature would die there instead of reduced to one hit point? Yes. Oh, I like making the Skype noise. 